Butler, we have a couple of guests uh, that are tied with BYU. Chad Lewis, a former BYU tight end, and I think he is uh, like the emperor down there. No, he the is. Athletic department. You know what? The tight end. Okay, the tight end. The tight end. And uh, Tanner Mangum, <laughs> former Cougar quarterback, will join us in the five o'clock hour. But let's get out to on the zone phone to Chad uh, right this very second. Chad, how are you? Hey, what's up? What's up? This is uh, I feel like Marty McFly and Back to the Future, and it's 1996, and we're talking football again. Yeah, Chad, how, it's good to hear your voice, pal. It's uh, really uh, this guy. Uh, we've been we, we've known Chad forever. And by the way, we wanted to make sure we had your uh, your title correct at Brigham Young. We got it right, Emperor. Is Emperor? Uh, is it the Emperor? The no, definitely end. not Emperor. Definitely, yeah. It's just. I am the associate athletic director at BYU for development. Development means fundraising. So I work with Tom Homo every day, and my job is to run the fundraising team. All right. How, you know what? Let's start with this before we go rivalry, because Gordon and I were talking earlier about the transition that a lot of people go through who've played at high, high levels. Uh, and, uh, Chad, you know, an All-American uh, at BYU, you go to the National Football League, uh, you have success, and you and I have talked about that last touch you had, uh, NFC Championship touchdown, and then the injury occurred on that same play. Um, the transition from f- professional football to the private life, and we're going to transition into a reason why I'm asking you this question, but was it difficult, more difficult for you than you thought, or was it an easier transition, maybe because you had family, friends that surrounded you? But it, was it difficult to step out of that spotlight after all the years in it? Um, the spotlight is one thing. The transition is another. The transition includes the spotlight, but... I was lucky because I was surrounded by great family and friends, and um, but that transition is really difficult, and I think the reason it's so difficult is you have to step out of your the, the little trap of fame that you got, which is just an illusion. you got to step out of that thing, and you have to engage in life just as hard as you engaged in football. And the scary part is you don't know other stuff like you know football you've been so comfortable doing it since you're a little kid and all of a sudden you have to either jump back in school or take an entry-level job and people are saying hey uh nice job last year catching that touchdown but can you please uh scrub that table over there buddy and so it's difficult for a lot of guys making that transition just to normal work and being a normal guy and so One of the reasons there's such a high bankruptcy rate for professional athletes as they exit their career is they're almost frozen from going in and taking an entry-level job and just getting started. They'll just not do anything until their resources and their money is just completely gone, and then they have no choice. And so it's, it's weird. Chad, let me read you a quote from Hugh Jackson. He's the former coach of the Browns who uh, says that he fell into depression after being fired by the club. He said he wouldn't watch TV. He he only ate when his wife brought him food. And he wouldn't listen to his friends who tried to build him up after he was fired. And this is his quote. He said, 
football is what made me feel like who I am. People say that might be too far. No, it's not. You can't be good at what you do if you don't pour yourself into it. What you're saying, Chad, is you've got to pour yourself into something else or else you find yourself in sort of a fog. Yeah, you. that's exactly right. And I would say most people in professional sports are half crazy anyway. And so... You take half crazy and you retire and you got nothing to do, you're halfway on your road to depression if you're not careful. So that's why it's so important to jump into something else. And it really doesn't matter if it's something you absolutely love. Just get started. If you're halfway engaged, if you're engaged in something, then you're halfway to where you need to be. Just my encouragement to people both both former athletes, uh, former coaches, people who are in it, is just get going. Jump on the train somewhere and get moving. I imagine that's especially true for college athletes who uh, think they're headed to the NFL and they, they can't, they don't quite make it, and they need to dive into something. Else. And sometimes it, they wander a while. Yeah, that's a really good point. And for guys at BYU who I get to work with, I'm trying all the time to help them make that transition from football to the rest of their life if it's a job and a lot of guys look at you like hey man I'm going to the NFL so I'll see you later and you're like okay well even if you do go to the NFL guess what it has a super short shelf life so you got to get ready for the you know the next 80 years of your life and you're going to be taking care of a wife and family so um it's great to put your eggs into that basket, but not all of them. You still got to have some wisdom and make some good decisions. So it's yeah, been fun phone, to talk to these guys. On the phone with us is Chad Lewis, uh, former All-American uh, BYU tight end. Uh, obviously had a, a great stint in the National Football League. And, and, and you know what, Chad, that last statement is, is, so, is so spot on. You know, you run across those guys, and Gordon and I talked about this earlier, there is a, there is a feeling if you play at any high level that you are untouchable in the sense of injury. And you know you, your, your career ended with injury. And the bottom line is longevity running backs are three and a half years in the National Football League. Uh, quarterbacks. Wow. Brady Brady is the exception. Yeah. Peyton Manning is the exception, okay? A lot of guys come and go, and there's no fanfare. There's no whistles. There's no parade when it's all said and done. And, Chad, I'm glad you said that because I still believe when guys go to college, the gift, and, and I know people are going to disagree with me on this, right? Because I know that the, the, the jersey sales and the likeness and the fact, and Gordon, you have your own opinions about, you know, uh, the, the monies that the NCAA gains from television contracts. But still, when I was recruited, it was, it was such a cool feeling to know that I could get my education paid for if I survived it. Uh, and and, and I, I think it gets lost in translation sometimes, Chad, that the educational process, if you can, get your degree because what it does at least gives you that second level of where you can go. As you just mentioned, many are lost. But if you have something to fall back on, then you have a place to move forward too. I mean, there's a whole other day of discussion about monies and, and, and what the player should or shouldn't be paid. But the education process still, I think, is very important. It still is overlooked way too much in, in collegiate athletics. 
Yeah, that's true. Education should be your plan A. That is your train. You jump on that thing and you hit it. And if it works that you get to go to the NFL, then pound that thing as hard as you can and take it as far as you can. But always remembering education is, is your plan A. That's everything. Well, uh, Chad, you got a, a football game coming up uh, six days from now down at Lavelle's place. Uh, how are you feeling about the preparation taking place at BYU for a very tough opponent? I feel good. It's it's such a fun game. Like, that rivalry game is a blast. Utah-BYU goes back over 100 years. And I like this BYU group because they've – They've had a good offseason to look each other in the face and try and decide where they want to go and who they want to be. They've had a lot of people questioning them, whether they're healthy, whether they're tough enough to beat their rival. And I like their practices so far in training camp. They've been clean, meaning not a ton of penalties or drop balls or missed assignments. They've had really good tempo. They have a lot of enthusiasm, just kind of the things that you would like to see in a program moving the right direction and and getting ready for a big game. Chad, from your point of view, when you played, what was the biggest impact of that of that rivalry? What what made it happen on and off the field? Oh, man, it was so fun. You knew half the guys on both teams. You'd see them at different events. We didn't have social media back then when we were dinosaurs, but it was still fun. And I would say the biggest impact was quarterback. I remember my senior year, even though we didn't throw the ball all over the place, we ran it, but we went into that game with Steve Sarkees, and a proven leader, a guy who we all loved, Steve. It was really fun to play with him. He loved BYU. He loved being quarterback. He knew the shoes that he was standing in and he just embraced it all and that's kind of the way it goes with football is if you have a quarterback who's a stud leader who knows what he's doing who has the leadership ability to get people to go with him then you got something really special Chad uh, one question that we were discussing yesterday with this particular game is the fact that Utah has reached a point now where I think it's safe to say their depth is a little greater than BYU's. They have some awfully talented players up there. What role does emotion and focus play as far as an advantage for BYU playing on their home field in front of their fans? I mean, can the emotion overcome if there is any kind of talent deficit? Um, yeah, it can if you if you focus that emotion. The emotion is the most critical for the first part of the game. You got to come out and play well, and then focus is what endures you to the very end of the game. And both are really key and vital. And last year, I thought BYU had great emotion coming out in that game, playing well early, and there were some injuries down the stretch. And I feel like. There was a little wobble of focus, and and then when you're in someone else's territory and they get rolling, get that momentum turning, uh, it's hard to turn it back around. And so Utah captured that and, and rode that thing to a victory up there. So I think in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 
Uh, great emotion to start the game. Great focus to carry it out. But then, since it is a rivalry game, you have to collectively have the, the fight to go for it and win that beast because it's a beast. It's a rivalry game. It's a lot of fun, but it takes everything you got and more. You got a score for us, Chad? Chad, I was going to say you dare put a number on this game. (laughs) Yeah, 24-21 BYU. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us, Chad. We appreciate it. And uh, do you – one last question. Do you have any uh, any lingering injury pain from uh, your playing days, or has that stuff pretty well been taken care of? Wow, good question. Tomorrow morning I'm riding my bicycle with some friends. Up over Suncrest, up Big Cottonwood Canyon, over Guardsman, down Heber, all the way back home. 90 miles, 10,000 elevation, and I just feel like if I keep doing stuff, my body's going to work a lot better than if I sit home eating Cheetos. And so I know that I've written a lot of checks with my body that I'm going to have to cash but so far, I've been relatively healthy, and to which I'm really grateful yeah, because absolutely. some of my friends are, are hobbling, and it's a tough game. You yeah. know, I think I could make that ride with you, Chad, if I could use my e-bike. Let's do it. 4 a.m., leaving Orem. <laughs> Come with me. Holy cow. You're really riding. That's impressive. You know what I'll do? I'll ride behind you in my car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you bring some Gatorade, I will pay your gas. <laughs> All right, my friend. Hey, Chad, great talking with you. Looking forward to the game next week, and uh, I know you'll jump on with us again, pal. Best of luck. Any Anytime. Thanks, you guys. Chad Lewis, uh, just terrific tight end and a great representative uh, for college football and, of course, Brigham Young. I learned a lesson from Chad way back when. Uh, he made a prediction that he thought they could win a national championship back in the day. And I wrote a column that had, as a part of it, a, a sort of a sarcastic comment off of his comment. And he reminded me of that later. But I have learned, my life has taught me that if you're an athlete and you think big, I mean, it's one thing to brag. It's another to think positive. And I had a very interesting conversation just recently with a very well-known coach. I won't say who, but everybody knows him who talked about the importance of being around positivity. And there is a power to that. There really is that, uh, you know, maybe Teddy Roosevelt had it right when he was uh, ripping the critics who aren't in the arena, you know, sweating and doing the work down there. you got to, if you don't believe it yourself, then how in the world are you ever going to get anything done? Great point. And Chad made a great point, too. It's about what you believe upstairs and how it can, an, can overcome somewhat the deficiency of talent at times. You've seen, you know, there's stories everywhere of athletes who achieve greatness with maybe a little less yeah. what the other guy has mm-hmm. because they believe and their work their work ethic is is stronger and better than the other guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Chad, thanks again for coming on on a Friday. This is 1280 The Zone, home of the Utah Jazz.